welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. No page unturned, and we're here with a very uh uh starting out cursed episode, which I think hopefully will become a little less messy as we go on. Uh, so we are joined here by uh Bri from Giku Inks Taverns and Caverns. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We're excited. And Christina is here as well. And I I have some confessions to make right off the top, uh, dear sweet listeners, uh, true believers, if you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had a lost episode with Bri that we recorded last year. And uh, one of the great things about the way we record, like way, way far in advance, is that we are ahead of our game all the time. And one of the downsides when you record things like a year in advance of their release is sometimes you lose files. <laughs> and in that case... We we recorded so far in advance uh, that uh, yeah no it just didn't work out so and we didn't realize that it wasn't gonna work out until months and months later so that wasn't great and so then we we come back to Brian we're like hey hey is there another book you would want to cover with us because uh, none of us were really feeling like doing the one that we had already done and uh, and she was like yeah I have this great book it's called Tales of the Astonishing Black Spark my friend wrote it. Uh, and we were like, okay, great. So I, I pass that on to Josh and Christina, and we read the book, and we get into the call today, and Josh <laughs> read the wrong book. Because I managed to never tell him the author of the <laughs> book that we were reading. And there's another book out there called Black Spark. So that's our bad. So Josh will be Josh back. Josh is not here. <laughs> at some point later. Not through any fault of his own. He he read a completely different book, which he didn't really enjoy. Bless his heart. And uh, yeah, so anyways, it's it's just gonna be Girl Squad today. Okay, yes. thank you everyone for bearing with us. <laughs> I don't even know. very much loyal to you. You deserve. Oh man. Okay. So yeah, so this book is uh, by Charlie J. Eskew of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and a friend of Bry's, and uh, I don't know, basic cliff notes, it's like a superhero satire kind of not, like, it's very memoir-y, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, what what did y'all think about it? Not even to be biased, I just like the book. And you get all of your origin story goodies that we're all used to getting your powers, learning how to use them, having your, you know, your first shitty costume and all that stuff. Um, all while getting realism, you know, with who Donald was, um, especially when it comes to like his father, his peers, that'll give him the real, um, which is, I think, a nice uh, juxtaposition from this world that we all kind of know in one way or another how media likes to tell us that heroes would never really be good if they were real. Like the boys and Invincible, all this media is kind of leading in that direction. But I think what I really liked about this one was 
how innocent his goals were um, to just get a girl and have some money and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like chill a little bit, you know, and it just kind of blew up. And, and yeah, and he did want to be a hero. True. Too. Yes. Like, yes. It's not like he like it, he's a fanboy, innocent and not like not even cynical innocent. Just mm-hmm. like. He's like, no, I, I love comics, mm-hmm. I love heroes, I want to be a hero, but I also want to pay my mm-hmm. rent, and I want to get this girl that I've been chasing for years, because I'm number 10 on her list of eligible bachelors. Yes. Which, Sandy, what did everyone make of oh, that Sandy. character? <laughs> oh, I hated Sandy so much. <laughs> I feel like she's like the real, like, unspoken villain, in a way. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I just, she's so self-centered, and he's so nice about it. Yeah. He never cuss, like he never calls her on her shit. And like self-centered in that like veil of like I'm progressive, altruistic, philosophical, like mm-hmm. very you know like it just got like you know that that trope of like. uh philosophers all like sitting around and like smoking cigarettes and talking about how to make the world a better place while not actually doing anything about it yeah exactly not the best influence or like driving force to have and to have like cat who's the like real support kind of brick um, yeah, I wanted more for that, too. I know! I don't know why I, I was hoping. like, Cat to be more on the scene, and, like, mm-hmm. there's these moments where he's like, yeah, Cat's dad took a turn for the worse, okay, uh, and then we don't, like, follow up on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. but, no, but, what, is she okay? Cat and Paul were so oh. good, and just, yeah. Yeah. This, I think this novel is about breaking the, I want to say reader, but I also want to say viewer. It's very, like, cinematic. The viewer's heart because it's just like you know how good it could be if only yeah if only yeah. like ugh. no i agree with that yeah. they're like the friends we all say we want yeah um, mm-hmm. but they didn't you know necessarily stick through that version of him that was just doing whatever he could to justify being the opposite of what he came from and probably what he wanted in some ways and there were just a ton of cool quotes in the book. Yeah. Oh my god, the the prose is some of it is so poetic and so incredible. Like I was constantly highlighting, like mm-hmm. is some of it like funny. Some like you know, there's one where he's talking about uh, some documents. He calls it pristine and begging to be booty cleaner. <laughs> like I love that turn of phrase, and it's funny too. Yeah. And then other things, uh, you know, like very like poetic descriptions of stuff like being split apart into a million pieces when being teleported and mm. you know beautiful metaphors honestly that that was really where the writing shone to me um in the book like i found that the structure was so that cinematicness of the structure sometimes was like really all over the place and it was hard to follow what was exactly happening but the like poetry and the metaphor in the writing was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah yeah this part that i wrote down i really like um, heroes are only heroic in the full light of day. In the dark, where all things are beautiful and unkind, the gray lot of us are bare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, page 290, because I'm a librarian. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, one I wrote down, um, 
So the masks we wear mold us maliciously, mangling what we hide behind into what we are. And that was on 350. I thought that one was like really good. And just this kind of encapsulating quote too, of kind of what became of him. Because it wasn't, mm-hmm. for me, you know, something I could foreshadow, even though he's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to die. And then... Yeah, yeah. But, you know... And, like, the death comes, like, at, like, the 80% of the way through the book yeah. mark, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But then it... Yeah, I really played with your expectation. Oh, sorry. No, that's a good point, too. Um, the expectation was different, uh, but... You know, him losing a big part of himself. You know, you kind of go from being the smartest guy for a very short period of time and having lots of answers to anything you want to kind of feeling just like this show. You know, I just felt like he lost so much more than his ability to, like, hold the same amount of electricity safely and certain things. I just think even that edge to his character as the book went on it just was just being more and more drowned by him trying to justify all of the little crumbs he was trying to get out of it he didn't really get much out of it yeah 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 like that that moment where he's you know as as he you know the theme repeats from the book but like that moment where he's truly astonishing mm-hmm. and it is gone and it is gone in a really brutal way Yes, and very fast, too. I mean, I like his ascension into, you know, how... And I really like, too, the process of how he breaks down his combat, how he went about his strategy, and just knowing that you see all this potential of how good he could be, um, surpassing his trainer in a way, just to kind of be the spokesperson guy doing the chitlin ads. Like, just, he just went, God, he's yeah. outside, man. Yeah. But, uh... And it, it sets you up so well, too, to be, like, to really question... So, like, you know, a lot of people want to tell these stories where good people go bad, and I don't I don't feel like this is that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like... I don't... I, even at the end, I don't think Donald's a bad person. No. I don't think he's a compromised per Like, he just made compromises. Mm-hmm. And at some point, maybe he could change. And, you know, his friends are still rooting for him. And I just, like, it's really... It really makes you understand, like, how people end up the way they do. It's not... He doesn't turn into some crazy villain or, like, give up. He's still there writing. And, like, that just felt so real to right. me. It was just like, man, you make some compromises as you as you grow up and get the shit kicked out of you that's a really good take yeah that's very true i mean i might be in my mid-30s i don't know yeah i just think he's just a really cool well-rounded character that is relatable and even some of the ugly things he goes through and even like he's he's kind of a mess he's Mm -hmm. pretty broken too yes yeah yes i can own that too (laughs) Yeah, right? right? <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is like your, I don't know, Tom Brady, who I wish would not be in the news so much, <laughs> just like, you know, we hear all these stories about all these people who like age out of their sports. It's like, what happens when you age out of being a superhero? Hmm. Like, what happens when you're not bright and shiny and new and, 
you you died and you've yeah yeah and even like there's that aspect of the book i enjoyed where there was that mystery that still that little piece of untold story between nicholas the emancipator and gunther um mm. obviously I, I was so mad at the end i was like no <laughs> right answers <laughs> Yeah, I really need there to be a follow-up. It's very comic like, like, the way it, like, mm-hmm. told the, it, the the origin story, basically, and then, mm-hmm. like, when it goes a little bit past the cliffhanger, you know? Like, the hero dies, yeah. and then it comes back, and, and then, yeah, but, like, I was like, no, there's so many things! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gunther at the end of it all is the guy in the shadows smoking a cigarette, yeah. like, the, the big hands, it feels like, and... Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. It's whether it's the laws of physics or the land, people like Asper, like they don't necessarily have to live by those rules. And people no. with money are I'm not gonna say yeah. necessarily the same yeah. way, but it can definitely seem that way. Yeah, the, this book is like it's a very good satire because like good satire will often like make you kind of sit back and Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with its realness, like and it skewered a lot of realness. This book, mm-hmm. and I'm sure too. That's just from experience and living his life. You know, it's. I like to feel like it's got to be. Uh, one thing that I found really impressive also is like I mean that he wrote like he built an entire Supergirl world, like right, all mm-hmm. of these heroes, even yeah. the minor characters referencing like their powers and how they work and like this like structure like that's that's not nothing and we we actually see like only a very small part of Mm. what i'm sure is like an intense murder board of superhero stuff in his house somewhere (laughs) yeah even like the names of the characters are just so funny and like unique but also like kind of predictable and cheesy at the same time like one was what was it rinse and repeat i don't know why that made me laugh like so i love like, the navigatrix yes <laughs> honestly if i could have a superpower it would probably be like making the train come on time like that would be great like bend public transit to my will hell yes yeah every time the group acronym came up and you just have to read it it just makes me laugh every time i got a little annoyed with it after a while especially because like there were conversations where it was coming up a lot and i was like okay i say it in full every time because it's not to like the last one where he uses the word acronym and i'm like you motherfucker yep (laughs) like i saw it you could have yeah but i do like that he made the the world feel so real but also like i don't know it was a little bit like star wars right like it's a rundown superhero universe mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah it's a little bit like it's not shiny and new like like marvel and it's not like stupid and grimdark like dc mm-hmm. it's uh, sorry i love dc characters but like let's admit um you know it's it's like you know donald's gonna take the bus from an outer borough yeah. to get to manhattan it's like yeah been there right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and two i just and like nobody hassles him because it's like 
Yeah, we all just got to get to work, man, at the end of the day. And I love, too, being in New York and being in a place with just all that metal, right? And him being able to play off of that, especially in the fights. And that was yet another thing, one of those unanswered questions where it was like, well, you know, why did White Flame come to New York? Like, we knew why Nicholas came, but why did he come? Um mm-hmm. And it all, you know, Asper being a bad guy, it was like, okay, everybody I think could have seen that coming as some just, we wanted to see him as a bad guy anyway, because he sucks. And, yeah, truly. You know, just doesn't see people as people. Um, but I wasn't very surprised. I was just happy. I like the way he set that reveal up, right? He's like, you know, I saw what I saw, and it's very easy, you know, in retrospect, to think, oh, yeah, he would flub that. Look at his brain. He fried it like an egg, being crazy, being yeah. being astonishing. Yeah. So how can his word be trusted? And I think he knew that, too. You know, it's... Yeah, it sets up this great, like, second act for, like, mm-hmm. a hopeful sequel, too, where it's like, no, I know what I know, mm-hmm. but everybody has pretty good reason to think that I am lying or think that I... I don't remember, and so, like, I know what I know, and now I have to prove it. Yeah. And There's so much I, more to lose, he probably feels, than he gained, being this simple character that had to go through all this just to get a check, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I I just like the characters, I like Patches, how oh. this carefree stoner kid has more power than he ever should. And what he can do and, you know, who he's connected to. Um, and it not it always that way? <laughs> like, except this kid is a good kid, it seems like. He like, actually is a good person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he tries. To, I, I really did not see that reveal coming, and I liked it. That was one of my favorite reveals in the book, because it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, what do you, like, but if you could only fix one person a day... You know, A, why are you fixing the same person? And then B, how do you pick? Like that is, of course I'd be stoned out of my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. If I had a, if I had the power to like save a mother of four or a father of four, like, Mm -hmm. you know. He lives the trolley problem every day. God, how do you not turn into cheating? (laughs) Yes. Gravitina, that came off like. It was crazy, because to me it seemed like Donald was almost mourning her loss of being a hero more than his own, of anyone. I think so, yeah. Um, I think in his mind, he was responsible for it. And they have that confrontation where she mm -hmm. is like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's hard to just get over that feeling. And, uh, I mean, what she did was badass. Oh, yeah. But I think if anyone could choose, they'd rather maybe be a superhero that can save so many people than be a cop. You know what I mean? Like, but then again, you could probably save more people on the ground when you're not in an organization that's, like, all about optics and things, depending on how you look at it. So, Which, to be fair, is also cops. Right? Especially in New York. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bit of a lateral move, I guess. Right. I was like, NYPD, eh? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Maria! 
know. The... Yeah, I just, it, it is a good question, though. Like, what do you do when you want to save people? Because yeah. everyone tries something and nothing works. Because the people at the top are just this shitty, xenophobic, like, the big irony, right? Like, Superman's an alien who hates foreigners. Mm-hmm. And a rich dude is like, well, that checks all the, that's obvious. All right, yeah, eat the rich. But, like, you know... You got the you got Paul who's trying his best to bring light to stuff and his readership sucks. You got Kat trying to make art and she's broke as hell and Donald trying to help people and he can't make rent. You know, it just trying your best. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of conversation about like you have to try and that's not wrong exactly, but like nobody acknowledges how shitty it is to try and not always succeed. Mm-hmm. And and this book is like, hey. There's like a there's you know a run through where uh, Donald quit the magazine that Paul runs mm-hmm. because it was fucking exhausting and like and and he says that he wasn't a very good writer you know that's we, it's hard to say and he's literally writing yeah, his book right? so like, <laughs> yeah but uh, you know like because he got fucking tired and I get it like mm. fucking exhausting to try to save the world and. And then, you know, along comes his powers and he sees another avenue. So, yeah, of course, like, you know, why wouldn't somebody who has that desire, even if it's been, like, beaten down for a while, like, not want to go for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny, too, how, you know, one of the people they considered a villain that he had to follow around, she's, like, letting out puppies and shit. Yes! You know, not really a villain. <laughs> and again, it's just... another one of my favorite side bits. And just, like, yeah. another example of wasting resources. You know what I mean? Like, one of those parallels in the their world and ours. The yeah. real world and the superhero world and this, you know, just, we're gonna fix Asper's face. He's still totally capable of being himself, but he can't look that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, Patches refusing to heal him was just yes. so good. Like, that was a big, yeah. that was a tasty payoff for me. Yeah. Because I was just waiting on him to get fucked the whole time in some type of way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, he knows. He's like, I'm Gunther's nephew. He can't mm-hmm. fuck me. I'm like the mm-hmm. one person he can't fuck. Yep, he needs me. And I just thought that so many of the small characters had just this collective impact on him too. Um, And how he, I think, viewed himself before he became something more. Um, With him being a fanboy first. It's the never meet your heroes, you know? It's rough. Yeah. It's, That's really... And Aiden being that, you know, it, he kept being brought up as it was just a big trigger, I think, for him. And I think it was a little bit of... almost seemed like just PTS. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between that and his dad. Mm-hmm. But so good. And, so, like, funny, too. So funny. Like, we were just talking about, like, the side characters and I was thinking of Death Rage. Like, it's just, like, every, like, time Death Rage is brought up, it's so funny. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't mention parents, 
uh, or uh, operas or plays around him. (laughs) Alley. Yeah, he talks about like his attempts to make conversation with him. It's like, oh, that's a nice gun. Uh, Is it new? It's like, yes, it is named after the street that my parents were murdered on. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It is great. And I love Batman, but like, Batman deserves it. Yes. It's a pretty good takedown. Yeah, it's just little pieces of like the references and just little pieces of uh, Easter egg shell for all the nerds. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure there was so much, so many references in there that I did not get because I like don't read the comics or like haven't mm-hmm. seen that particular anime or yeah. Yeah, there's stuff about video games and anime, and it's just fun to kind of see yourself and not just characters but authors. Yeah, do you want to tell us anything about? Knowing this particular author, this friend of yours, um, are you allowed to? Has he sworn you to secrecy? <laughs> no. Um, so my husband was his roommate for a long time. They're really close friends. Um, I was at his wedding, which was beautiful. This was, I say, a couple months. My husband and I were dating. We went to the wedding. It was so nice. I could cry. I took such good pictures. Um, but. Always just a chill, laid-back guy. Uh, Worst luck in D&D. He will always (laughs) try to do something, and this is something you could kind of ask our DM from Tavern to Caverns, but anytime you try to do something cool, Ryan's like, make a roll for that. Garbage every time. So, <laughs> and then you get that zippity-doo, which is like a real thing that he, oh, he really? does. Really? Yes. Before, oh, that's amazing. Just look. kiss. Yes. So that's what it's just like, seeing him come alive on the pages, it's like when you have friends that are good at what they do, and they love what they do, and you can see them blossom at it, it's it's so cool. That's so, fantastic. Very happy for him, waiting for more. He has another book I, I think I saw when I looked him up, like an anthology or something? I hmm. was skimming on the toilet, so I didn't quite see it all. But. Well, now I feel like a bad friend, now I have to figure it out and read it. My husband went and got it signed at the uh, uh, book signing. Yeah, it's called got... Judges. Judges when the light lay still. Is it a comic? It, it might like be a comic. comic. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, right, it was, right. it was uh, twenty nineteen, so it was just after Spark. But it's it's only like three ninety nine, so it must be like a short little thing. I'm getting it as we speak. Even still, I want more, more, more. Yeah, I want to know, like, what was the deal with the fucked up abomination thing in the alley? Like, I assume Gunther oh, was involved. I assume Gunther was involved with everything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, too. And Like, what they were talking about, you know, um, them having same powers, all of them. I want to say... Even though he got his powers from a lightning strike from the sky, now we know that that may or may not be true. Right. Considering, I mean, maybe he could have got hit by that monster. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But the connection, him telling him to kill him, and then even, like, Asper coming and, like, having to be told, don't shoot me, before he drops him, almost like Mm -hmm. he couldn't... Tell them apart or something. I don't know. It was, it was, was very weird. It's very suspicious behavior going on there. Sus, sus, sus. And then, like, <laughs> what What does Nick know? 
I loved Nick as a character. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Sensei. Um, absolutely. And, and I'm uh, always, like, biased toward those characters, too. The ones that just... They know so much, but they will know more than they'll ever tell the reader. Yeah, and, like, and, that, yeah, that last scene where, like, he's, like, trying to get Doll to go with him. Mm-hmm. Handing him these notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he- then... And I love that, like... So, you know, it, it, Donald, like, doesn't have time to read the whole note. And he, like, makes a, you know, he, like, kind of makes fun of that as, like, a trope. Mm-hmm. He's like, but also, right. that's how shit happens. So, mm-hmm. I didn't read the note. I don't know what it says. And I still don't know what it says. Yeah. I think, too, with him knowing it was, like, a setup, being, and I may sound like, but... I'm assuming he, uh, well, we know he wanted Spark there specifically, probably to save him. But I guess... I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, like kind of knowing they would send him just goes to show that he knows who Gunther is. Yeah. Probably who they are yeah. and how little regard they have for newbies, for people they don't feel like they could rely on. Yeah, like, I, I'm assuming that he was... He was like, okay, if I go here, they'll send Donald, or mm-hmm. Donald will want to come, because it's me, and then I can get Donald out of the way so that he doesn't have to fight White Flame. Mm-hmm. But it, but also, there seemed to be absolutely something else going on there, and like that's what I- Like, how does Nicholas know what he knows? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're- I would think he'd have to have either worked there before, or- and he's, he's like, been, related to He had there. his powers for, like, 11 mm. years or something, too. Like, mm. he's been around the block. Yeah. So now my yeah. gears are turning. I also think, too... Oh, I had a thought, and it just blanked me. Don't you hate that? Yes. <laughs> All the time. And then it it's makes me life. paranoid that I'm like, oh, no, I have a brain cancer. <laughs> Eleven days, stay off of there. <laughs> I should be on the internet less. Just as a rule, it's hard. Yeah. I will say though, I like that the choices at the end are not. You know, like every superhero movie, and I love superhero movies. Is kind of the same. You like, you got this hard choice, and everybody kind of knows what the right answer is. And then at the end, they make that choice. Mm. And this is like. Donald had so many choices and all of them were wrong and all of them were right. You know, Mm -hmm. like he could go with his friends and he could say, screw you to like this rich white media circus. Or he could go with Nick and try to do something, but he doesn't know what, like what exactly is Nick up to? Or he could genuinely try to stop like a big bad from blowing up parts of New York city. And like all of those are, real and it yeah it's just heartbreaking to see like when you actually have choices you know what do you you can make they can all be bad Mm -hmm. like all your choices can be bad yeah and i think in sometimes you can be pushed to do things you know we wouldn't normally do in certain circumstances and i think with there being this well they were having the meeting prior to him choosing whether he would go to Emancipator or White Flame, and he was basically challenging them, saying, you know, what would I do against someone with fire? But then when he's fighting Nicholas, and, you know, he's, I have to go to Flame, like, Mm 
Yeah. How confident are you? Are you really just trying to prove to, you know, someone you once looked up to that you're you're a hero. You're who you said you were and who you always want to be. Um I've seen a lot of two his bad decisions him realizing right after it was a bad decision. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a week from now or two seconds, it's behind you. And I thought, and they're always impactful. Same thing with him kind of just letting Cat walk out, which again, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was that truth. And she, I think to him, she felt like the past calling a little bit. But, mm-hmm. She was willing to be there, I think, through all of his phases, just not the one where he wasn't being true to himself. I think it was hard for her to probably support that. But her being there with him, even up until she saw Thandy, then I think that's when it was like, okay. Like, we, I think we've like, all had. Mixed with, like, the Chitlin ad. Yeah. I think that, at mm-hmm. that point, she was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think we've all had that yeah. friend that's gotten back the next and we're like, what the f*** are you doing? Like, <laughs> we were there through all the trauma. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, and for it to yes. not work out a second time, you know, <laughs> I think it's kind of like that. Okay, I get it. And that slow burn of having to be taught a lesson by life, regardless of what you're being told. Like, Kat and Paul yeah. do this, and to be fair, like, they, they all kind of do it to each other a lot. That, like, I love you and you're very important to me, but I can't fucking be with you right now. And, mm-hmm. and I'm mad at you. And in two weeks, we will meet up and then everything we find again, we'll move on. But right now, you're driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it was rough for the reader and for Donald to not kind of get that two week after makeup. And we always think it's going to be again and again. No one ever realizes it's the last time. Yeah. But with him having died before and bringing that up to, you know, justify what he wants, you could think Mm -hmm. having died, this could be it. You know, you should probably reach out. But having that fear of that kind of harsh truth being thrown at you again could be a lot to swallow on top of everything else, and being alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I want more of Donald McDougal in general. He's one of the characters, like, sometimes you read a book and you're like, okay, I like, I kind of know where the rest of this character's life goes. Mm-hmm. But with Donald, I feel like he's got so much more mm-hmm. to say and so many more fights and maybe making up, maybe learning to choose better women, or, you know, maybe totally selling out. Because, you know, like, it's totally, I don't, I don't agree with it the way that Kat doesn't agree with it. But I, like, I understand, like, when you are poor and that promise of money is dangled in front of you, it's really hard to say no. Like, and, and I understand why he made some of those decisions. And, like, I think there are ways he could come back from that. And I want to see how he does it, I guess. Because I have faith that he would. He seems like that kind of guy. This was very much the beginning of his story, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great character. And I hope, 
Like even Anila, if I'm saying her name properly. That's that's why I said it too. Yeah. I thought she was a great character. Yeah. You know, she had, I think, sympathy, even made a little empathy, but still was that truth. And I feel like her Mm -hmm. truth was pretty unbiased for the most part. Just speaking for her community was what she was attempting to do, and you know, challenging him in that moment, but then expressing that regret, even though it was probably from most people's perspective, the right thing to do in honest journalism, thinking like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done, like, I kind of thought Paul was, you know, joking, almost like I wasn't expecting that to go that way. So I feel like there's potential for them just because, and not even as a couple, right? I just think to, with him being a writer, and her kind of being that harsh truth. I think maybe they could come together in some way. Does not like they'll be writing for the Kumba Collective. Yeah, and she even says, like, she's like, I see a way where you can fix this. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was hard on you because you're you're being dumb right now. Yeah. You're saying dumb shit. Yeah. But I, I see, you know, the path that you can take to fix this. Yeah, yeah, she's she, not a she large was only character. Like two scenes and she was fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. She was she had a big impact in a small role for sure. And it's like again, more than Thandy the whole book as far as yeah. having some type of positive influence. So it isn't yeah. about the time, but how the time is spent. Mm-hmm. Got that out of a fortune cookie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you guys like that book. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope you write a sequel. Yeah, I feel like this would be really nice to have with, like, I don't know what the follow-up would be. I would just like to see that universe expand more, too. Right. It wouldn't even have to have Donald, although I love his character so much. Even other stories in the world. Like yeah, little mini-stories mm-hmm. or... Uh, I'd even do like the little filler fun ones, right? With the small town heroes and what they come across. Yeah. I really, yeah, that that was another nice thing is like, I'm not from Ohio, but it's nice to hear the conversation. Like, there was a really like complex conversation about what happened, like who protects middle America, you know, the heartland, all this stuff that the media tells you. It was like, you know, we also call it flyover country. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody wants to go to New York. So, like, you know, what is it actually like living there? What is it actually like to protect people there? And what are their actual needs as opposed to, like, you know, what they what they wish they had. Yeah. So, that was a good place to start it. Mm-hmm. So, what, what would your superhero, a la Charlie Eskew world, what, what would your superpower be? Or your name? I don't have an answer to this. I just came up with this question, but I really want to know now. <laughs> My power? I'd probably have to say time manipulation, although it's dangerous. Yeah. It's... it's oh, no. Disney's. I don't know if I go forward too much. Yeah. I would not fuck with that in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. If, it, if I can do it safely, I'm totally doing that. Not even so much as, like, rewinding it. As much as maybe slowing it down in real time. Okay. Like, like right. real time? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, that'd like, cool. you know, 
hopping on cars through traffic instead of sitting there. <laughs> Stupid stuff. Punching out the glass in a clock and changing the hand so I can leave work early. Cartoon stuff. Normally, like, when I think about what superpowers I would have, I, I will say teleportation. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the dream, like, to be able to, like, pop over to, like, Spain for a weekend, you know? But in this world, it sounds like teleportation is awful. Painful. Yeah. Very painful. So I don't know if that would really be my jam. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think I would be too afraid to get drawn into the big, like, into acronym. Okay. Mm. So I think I would want something kind of small. Yeah. Yeah. Just like produce an ice cream sandwich at will. (laughs) I I definitely should not have that. That would be. Instead of teleporting, you could fly and you could still travel. And it's like flying doesn't really make you that useful. Lots of girls yeah. come. It'll still fly. take you six hours yeah. to get right. to Spain. It's just cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but imagine the bugs. Yeah, you have, well, you have to wear like a snowsuit the whole time too. It'd be cold. Yeah, I land maybe on a respirator top of a plane with a helmet. Oh, there you on. go. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. What about you, Christina? <sighs> I think, yeah, I think I would just want something really, like, I couldn't, I would always remember right before something was about to burn in the oven. (laughs) Or, like, I would always know that, yes, I had turned the coffee maker off. I would never leave the house. control with your brain. Right, That'd be handy. Or not, no, not even that, just, what you know, when you leave the house and you're like, shit, did I accidentally burn down the house? So super memory. Yeah, but only, for but, but only for that. I don't want to remember my day. <laughs> right. My day was boring. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I remember every moment of my life in very vivid detail, down to each Ugh. bite of food, how many I took. That sounds exhausting. That sounds like torture. Right, that information just yeah. being implanted in your brain. You don't have a choice. You just have to know how many crumbs are in that piece of pie you ate. You didn't Literally ask. Literally every awkward conversation you've ever had. Yep. You know how many dead skin cells you just washed off your face? Well, you're gonna know. How many times you accidentally, like, tripped on the sidewalk in front of other people and how many people noticed? (laughs) (laughs) Kill me! Oh my god, I I don't want to know who noticed. Terrible thought. Like, what what a cursed superpower would be like, always knowing somehow... Who has masturbated to you? No. I should be able to press charges as soon as I find out. Oh, man. Yes, officer, it was him. (laughs) Him what? He had unclean thoughts. That's how all of these uh, crazy dystopian books happen. Now you guys can't think for yourselves, because that's what you think about. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's fine. <laughs> right? Oh. Keep, lock my brain down. I don't need to be thinking about that. That's fine. <laughs> Actually, no. I know, what, I know what my superpower would be. My socks would always be dry. <laughs> there you go. That's nice. Ooh, yes. she'd be like Jesus. 
Yeah. Walking on water. <laughs> completely dry on the other side. It's, it's a good party trick. This is my, my lame-ass miracle. No water, no wine. <laughs> socks. You could, like, I mean, use socks to, like, carry wine. Because, you know, theoretically... Oh, it could at least. Soak through the I sock. guess that's true. Would I have to be wearing the sock, though? Uh, that's I don't an know. interesting question. Mm, yeah. No one wants foot wine. Oh, oh, foot yeah, wine. Yeah. <laughs> I just meant the barefoot label because it's kind of cheap. Also that. <laughs> yeah, foot wine is also gross. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking lame powers, I would fold laundry instantly. Or I'd change traffic one, lights at will to Ooh, my desired go. color. Yeah. So, you know, I'd start by doing yellows because, you know, I don't want people to just crash yeah, each other at the intersection. You have to warm up to using that power. Yep. Then next thing you know, crash is behind me. Yeah. But I'm... <laughs> Not your problem. I'm at work ten minutes early. Yeah. There was... This is from an actual comic, and I don't remember which one, but somebody told me one time that there's a super a superhero in either Marvel or DC, and they have the power to explode, but only <laughs> once, because it kills them. <laughs> I mean, so they're like a normal. Yeah, I'm gonna say, so they, how they, they can will themselves to explode, but it kills them and they're dead. <laughs> Did they prove it? Very stupid. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if they were to fall for that, they're smart. Getting a yeah, marble right. paycheck or something, <laughs> or something that you never had to prove you could do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's you're actually destroying the, way to the go. asset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Collect a royalty check whenever I should do anything. But I could do something. Yeah, I, I could, could do. I choose right. not to for you. I'm a nuke. <laughs> You're welcome. That's so good. This is a great uh, session, and although I enjoyed Flowers for the Sea, just like the yeah. we did in our lost session, I like that uh, we were able to talk about a book that was a little, had some lighter notes, it was yes. a little more funny. Definitely um, also pretty grim at times, but, mm -hmm. uh, but very fun too. Yes. But Flowers for the Sea was also very good. Yes. Is... Yeah, everyone should read Flowers for the Sea. We're sorry we did not use this opportunity to promote it. Yeah. It's but it's it is horror. Yes. Like yeah. it is visceral yes. horror. I like Whereas this is like you know how you love superheroes? Well stop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um maybe there will Except Donald. He's oh, precious. Yes. Sweet boy. I don't know if I, I would call him a good boy yet, but he's on his way. He's a sweet boy. Yes, a sweet boy. He's a a well-intentioned boy. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a hot mess, too, but, you know. He's, he's doing his he's best. He's just gotta get that dandy out of his system. That's what I used to call my dog. He didn't have a good day, but he did his best. Well-intentioned yeah. boy. <laughs> go lay down. Miss you, Thorfinn. my dog. Oh, look what I've done. <laughs> but no, these are tears for our fourth member. Who is oh, not with Josh. Us. Oh my god. We didn't have like a bonus episode where Josh forgotten. tells us about his Black Spark book. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could have stayed. He could have been like, oh, well, this was not it's, about that. Okay, it's how oh, long. Gosh. So the reason he realizes, because you guys showed up your copies of the book, mm -hmm. how long yeah. do you think he would have gotten? <laughs> if you guys didn't do that we started recording before he was like I read the wrong book I think when we started 
saying character names. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. For sure. I am shocked that we got this far. I, I, but, yeah, now looking back, okay. I'm like, well, and especially because, like, we've been talking about this for so long, and then, like, scheduling didn't work out. So, like, if we, if we said it, I think I said it, like, in person on a mm-hmm. call months ago. Yeah. And then never, like, followed up otherwise. <laughs> and we, we just referred to it as Black Spark the whole time. Because it's a long title. Right. And <laughs> See? Yeah. Trying to give it that acronym treatment. Yeah, yes. Gotta say it all. Yep. <laughs> Even oh, if it's man. annoying. <laughs> Alright, so oh, guess... Bri, at the end of every episode we talk about what worked and what didn't work for you in a book. Mm-hmm. So what what worked for us in this? I mean, we think we spent most of the episode talking about what worked, but in, mm-hmm. in a brief this, what were your like favorite things about this book? Mm. I definitely think, you know, where Donald started versus where he finished. Although it was a very up and down journey, I just like how much of a journey it was. And I liked being thrown for a loop a little bit on where he ended up with some of the more close people in his life. It was bittersweet, but I just thought that that made it a really good read and it really made it feel a little more serious as I think it deserved to feel. Um, I enjoyed the characters thoroughly, um, the names, as we mentioned, and the amount of detail that the author put into pretty much every aspect of it. I had a lot of respect for it as a body of work, and I'm just happy I know, uh, I guess I'm just going to call him Charlie, I'm not going to use his government name. <laughs> <laughs> Not without Promethean. He's got a superhero name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A secret identity. Christina, what about you? What worked? I I feel like the author, formerly known as Charlie J. Eskew, like had a list of every single superhero trope, and he did like you can't write this book if you don't love comics. Mm-hmm. But also, he really understands the pitfalls of the comics, like, worlds and industry and, like, everything that makes them tick. And he just very methodically went and skewered every single one. Mm -hmm. And it was just very, like, you know, and in a way that made you think. Not in a way that was mean, necessarily. Just in a way that was, like, really honest. It was just like, yeah, if you're, you know, you're going to have to do PR, like you're going to have you're going to be pitted against like other minorities. You're going to be like you're going to have to have an agent. It's horrible. Yeah, right. Um sorry. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it just like it it made total sense and it was awful and I was like, "Huh. Wow." At like, you know, pretty much every chapter I was like, "Oh yeah, that totally makes sense." So I'm you know, it's really going to color my next dumb action movie, but it it deserves to do that, you know? Like, it, 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 it's a really thinky book. Steph, what about you? I would say pretty much the same as, as what y'all said. Like, great characters, um, you know, a, a really effective satire of comics and superheroes by somebody who obviously knows their shit. And, uh, and, and yeah, like, and then the, the, the poetry of the writing at times was fantastic. So yeah, like those are those are all the things that really stuck out to me. 
the things I would like to see more of going forward. Yeah, I will say, I think I was a little frustrated by the end of the book because a lot of the storylines were left hanging, mm-hmm. and I recognize that some of that is, like, comics, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, did you get renewed for another yeah. run, for another right. season, for another whatever? So, like, even though I respect the decision, I found it, like, emotionally frustrating as a reader to have so many question marks, especially with Donald ending on such a low note. Like, again, I don't have a problem with, like, stories that end with, like, an ambiguous ending or an ambiguous character, but I feel like it was so clearly not the end of Donald's story that I did kind of want to know at least one more resolution. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, yeah. My, my only other real problem sometimes is that, like, it jumped around in time a lot, and that was, like, the conceit of the narrative, because you have, you know, Donald in, I guess, the present, writing the book at a coffee shop. Um, so sometimes he, you know, he would jump around a lot, and, like, even within a flashback, mm-hmm. we would then, like, flash to another time. So sometimes it was hard to tell, like, what was happening and when it was happening, um, in a way that it was very cinematic, and I think, like, in a vis- more visual setting, like a comic or a movie, it would, it would have been much easier to tell what was going on, but with just pure writing, sometimes I was like, wait a minute. Um, but, I mean, it certainly didn't impact my overall enjoyment of the book. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Christina about just wanting more of that resolution because he's just been through so much, right? You just want to kind of leave it on that note of feeling like, Okay. And yeah, we feel like he's going to be okay, right? He's yeah. he's a guy that he knows himself. He knows his way around both worlds, it seems, at this point. Um, but it's just wanted a little more of a happy ending for him at this time. Just because he's such a sweet boy. Call Cat. <laughs> Do it. Right. What? Sorry, you're sorry. Call Cat. Yeah, Tell her making, you're sorry. Oh, call Cat. Right, making up with at least one of his friends, <laughs> yeah. too. Like, yeah. Maybe not both. It's being a little spoiled, but yeah. like. We'll get there. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Bri, uh, are you reading anything else right now? <laughs> Just watching shows. I'm going to be Hell honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Last of Us. It's been so good. Oh, it's brutal, but it's so good. Uh, it's been beautiful. Um, I'm too afraid of the emotional devastation. Episode three is rough. I'm oh so afraid. Goodness. It's really good though. Episode it's three. It's like I that know. really good kind of emotionally devastated. Yes. Yeah. I'll get to it. I, we just finished Andor, so like oh, I'm nice. like six to twelve months behind on culture as a whole. No, so. <laughs> Christina, what are you reading? Oh, I'm reading The Cage of Dark Hours, uh, which. By the time we publish this, it'll be out. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, it's the second book in this really weird, dark, twisty universe where just, like, I don't know, the author's imagination, just, like, she followed the spiral all the way in until everything's, like, really tight, really dark, and really weird, and I'm into it. Nice. Yeah. Steph, what are you reading? Uh, I am reading Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus, which is coming out in April, which is a... Uh, part travelogue, part history of hot dogs, nice. um, which I'm really into. I Jamie Loftus is a comedian and podcaster. She's done some really fantastic podcasts and just a very funny person whose content I enjoy, so I'm super enjoying this book so far. It's very weird, but it's fun. 
I want to read that and buy that for several people. It's, it's, <laughs> also like, it's, it's, it's such a time capsule because it's like the summer of 2021. And and she's huh. traveling across the country with her boyfriend and her dog and a cat, and they're eating like multiple hot dogs a day oh. as they go through like America's various stages of dealing with the pandemic. And it's uh, it's it's a time capsule for sure. Oh my gosh, that actually sounds admittedly better than I thought. I want it's, to read about these like, hot dogs. It's really fucked up sometimes, but it's also like very funny. So yeah. Yeah, with a title like that, I was a little afraid also. But... <laughs> what was the title again? Raw Dog. <laughs> yeah. She's, when, she, when the book got announced, she tweeted, she's like, I can't believe they let me call it that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you can find our lovely friend Josh at 405Wits on Twitter and the various other places. You can find me at Steph O. Kingston. Christina, how about you? You can find me not very much on Twitter at OladdyGirl. And Bri, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on Twitter at BlazeNBK. Blaze underscore NBK. I don't tweet myself. I look at my handle every once in a while. But yes, Blaze underscore NBK. Also stream Taverns and Caverns on most streaming platforms. Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. It's a hoot. It's a good time. Yeah. Listen to Tabernings Caverns. Listen to Geekly Inc. Just listen to things. Yeah. God. And more No Page Unturned. Get in the content minds for us. <laughs> okay. Uh, books. Books. <laughs> Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.